Hi, welcome to our Work Together Anywhere podcast series. Thank you for joining us today and we're delighted to have you involved. This series is specifically designed by Rico UK to help you navigate the challenges and opportunities organisations face today. From a pandemic to Brexit, from empowering your people to optimising the workplace. Whether it's process automation or IT infrastructure and cloud services, there is something here for everyone. These podcasts contain the latest advice and good practice from industry experts and business leaders. We'll be sharing knowledge and helpful strategies to guide you, your people and your organisation towards your business goals. Before we get started, just a reminder, you can find on-demand webinars, upcoming events and our podcasts at insights.rico.co.uk. Simply click register for webinars. Now let's begin. Hi, everybody. My name is Steve Timothy, and I'm an Area Specialist Sales Director within RICO UK, and I'm the head of our cybersecurity team. Um, I'm absolutely uh, delighted today to introduce to you uh, Morton Gamelgaard from our security partner, Bullwall. Morton, would you like to give a, a quick introduction, please, to the listeners today? Yeah. Hello, everybody. My name is Morton Gamelgaard. I'm Executive uh, Vice President in Bullwall. I run uh, sales and operations for the organization. Thanks, Steve. That's great, Morton. Thanks for that. Um, just for the benefit of the listeners, could you give us a, a quick two-minute overview on, on what the Bullwall Ransom Care product uh, delivers and, and how we've been successfully installing that to, uh, to many of our RICO clients? Yeah, so in essence, we deliver a last line of defense against ransomware. There's already a number of prevention-based solutions that tries to stop the malware from getting into the organization. We operate under the uh, assumption that at some point, you are going to get penetrated, you are going to get hit by ransomware. It's not a question of of if, but when you get hit. And we then deal with the fallout scenario and the illegitimate encryption. Our job is to stop that Ill illegitimate encryption the, the, the second it begins to prevent the disruption, the damage, and um, you know the, the huge cost associated with many of these attacks. Brilliant. That, that, that's an excellent summary Morton and uh, I'm sure that the listeners uh, today are all very uh, concerned and, and hearing about that increasing uh, threat of ransomware so I mean for the, the, the benefit of, of today's session uh, we're, we're going to be talking about um, the the huge increase in cyber criminal activity and in particular ransomware and why has it been increasing and more importantly what steps can you take to protect yourself so I guess we're going to kick off the questions this afternoon. Um, Morton, can you talk us through why we've seen such a huge increase in attacks recently? Um, yeah, I, I can certainly I can certainly do that. I think there's a number of different factors that's playing in here. So firstly, one of the most obvious reasons is the increase in remote working. So users working from home behind a home hub, not necessarily coming in via VPN. So we, we've expanded uh, the attack surface that we're trying to defend. It's, um, it's many, many different machines in different places, getting updates to all of these machines, making sure that everything is working and, and not being behind the corporate level uh, protection that you'd be behind in the office is certainly contributing to this. And then secondly, you know, the, the, the cyber criminals have had a lot of success with ransomware. And as more and more organizations are paying, this has added fuel to the fire, if you like, and 
basically has meant that the cyber criminals and and, and those organizations that are emerging uh, out of that will try to infiltrate pretty much any type of, of industry out there that they can get to. Um, a, a further point is that more of the ransomware criminals want, want a piece of the pie. They may see how successful ransomware has been for other uh, uh, ransomware gangs. It's, it's a very low risk crime for them with, with a high reward. Uh, we, 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 we don't have police working across the border controls so they can sit in, in, in countries where there is little risk for them and attack anywhere in the world. And literally any organization out there can be a, be a victim. And then um, I think finally, a lot of the, the, the efforts that we are putting into to trying to prevent these ransomware attacks are focused on, on, on prevention and cyber hygiene. So we try to stop the malware from getting into the organization in the first place. And we try to rely on our backups, but the criminals uh, are well aware of this. So they will find ways to circumvent all of the uh, prevention based tools on the market. And they, they will most certainly go after the backups and try to take them out and encrypt them as, as, as well. So it's, it's almost impossible today to provide, um, well, it is impossible today to provide 100% protection 100% of the time with prevention based security. And we need to start focusing on what we can do if the um, if if the worst situation occurs, because the moment the encryption of the data be, uh, actually begins in the organization, at that point the ransomware is already past the prevention-based security. And we've had um, the likes of of the NCSC, so the National Cyber, uh, uh, the National Center for Cybercrime, here in the UK, the FBI, and the G7 countries all issued warnings in the in the past three to six months urging companies to move beyond that traditional perimeter and endpoint protection and focus on something that will detect the malicious activity as it's going on on the network and of course the malicious activity with ransomware is the uh, the, the the rapid encryption of files steve right so it's a really interesting uh, number of points you made there there morton and uh, particularly that low risk and high reward nature of, of ransomware attacks. I, I did read that cybersecurity ventures indicate that cybercrime is going to cost the, the global economy $6 trillion this year. So if you if you equate that to the, the global economies, there's only the US and China that have a larger economy than, than, than the cost of cybercrime uh, that's, going to, that's going to hit the world this year. So that, that, there's some really interesting points there. So uh, I guess the second question then, um, we, you know, we've heard about the, the, the scale and the threat of ransomware. Is this the same for both uh, public and private sector organizations? Yeah, that, that's a good question, Steve. And, you know, it's um, ra ransom, ransomware really is completely indiscriminate. If they can extort money from you, they, they will certainly try. Um, it is probably worse in some, some sectors. So healthcare, public sector and, 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 and education have been hit pretty hard in uh, in recent times and part of that is probably due to the fact that they have they, they have limited funding available they have limited uh, 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 resources they have uh, in many cases old network and old machines and operating systems and it just means that it's an easier task for the the, the, the criminals to get in uh, in in this case when you look at a, at a number of different reports around around cyber criminals, um, you know, some are seen as very professional, some less so, but but what we've seen a massive increase in ransomware as a service where on the dark, dark web you can basically 
go and, 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 and buy a ransomware attack if you like. And basically, people see, uh, uh, see people like you and me could could become ransomware distributors and split the the the, the profit with the with with the criminals. And with the with the larger organisations and the, the bigger government uh, targets, it's um, it's often the more professional groups. They plan these attacks uh, weeks in advance. They they find the weak spots and get in, and then they move around the network and realise where everything is before they actually do the uh, in, in encryption of the files. So it's, it's very, very difficult to stop um, um, them from getting into the network. We need something that can detect when the damage starts occurring in, instead of just focusing on, on, on prevention-based security. But yeah, it also hits the private sector and, and any other sector out there. So it's, it's, it's indiscriminate. No, that's uh, so. It's an equal opportunities criminal activity. Then, sadly, so uh, which which I guess moves me on to the the next topic. With um, why aren't these companies and organisations with such high tech defences being better protected? Um, well, actually, I think I think they are, Steve. So so at least to some extent, they they will all have um, prevention based perimeter and endpoint security in place. There's no one really in today's world that have, have no security in, 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 in place. But the problem again is that they rely for a, to a very large extent on, on prevention-based security and backups to protect against the threat getting onto the network in the first place. But as I mentioned earlier, it's no longer possible to stop 100% of the threat 100% of the time. Um, and, and, and maybe I'll touch on that a little bit later, but, but the criminals know that so they they just target getting around that prevention and and then make sure that your backups are not available so, you know the, the 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 main goal for them is to um is to try and get the maximum amount of disruption in your uh, in your business and make it really really costly for you to be down whether you are whether you are a government organization or or a company it it doesn't really matter and they are very very determined they they are well funded opponents that we are fighting here they they only have to get lucky once to get in, whereas you have to have it. You have we we have to when defending the uh, the network, we have to get it right all of the time. So um, I I think they are all focusing externally on and, and attempting to identify and, and and block the ransomware threats before they have a chance to to enter uh, the organisations and cause damage. And, and not so many organizations are looking um, internally at what would actually happen when the ransomware breaks out. So this means that we are really reliant on, on the prevention-based security. Um, so, so, so we just have to change our mindset there a little bit. Okay, I guess um, I guess you're kind of endorsing a, a layered approach. Then I, I guess if you're looking for an analogy, um, your, your prevention-based security, so your existing antivirus and firewalls, would be effectively like a, a fire door trying to stop a fire from breaking into an organisation, and, um, and and then you'd have a, a smoke alarm that effectively would tell you if a fire had broken in. But at that point, it's already bypassed your existing antivirus. I guess at that point you you'd be really glad if you had a sprinkler system to put out the fire. So I guess what you're saying is when you're approaching security, you you really need to be looking at a sort of layered approach to your defence. Would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. And and I like that analogy, Steve. I I think it's interesting. And and what's missing really today in 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 most organisations is that sprinkler system. 
we, we, we can alert if something comes in and we detect it, but we can't do anything once it's inside and it's delivering its, its, its payload. At that point in time, the, the prevention-based security has, has, has already been, uh, been bypassed. We don't have anything that can stop that illegitimate encryption of the critical uh, uh, data as it's, it's happening on the, on the network. So that that is is certainly something that we um, have to put plans in in place for. It is, uh, as I mentioned before, the most costly form of malware. When when the attack unfolds and the encryption begins, at that point it doesn't really matter how it got into the organization. Forensics and all of those things are important, but at a later stage, the minute that encryption is 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 unfolding, it's much more important to figure out where it is encrypting and which machine and which user has begun that encryption. Because if you cannot answer those questions, you cannot stop it in time before it, it encrypts all of your data. These, these uh, modern malwares or, or ransomwares today can encrypt anything from six to 10,000 files per minute. And if you have a number of machines that are attacking the, the, the file shares either in, 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 a, in an organization's on-premise data center or anywhere in the cloud, that, that data will be locked up and encrypted really, really um, um, uh, quickly. So instead of focusing so much on the endpoints, we, we, we absolutely need to do that and we need to protect the endpoints, but let's think a little bit about uh, 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 what the criminals are thinking. They, they don't really gain an awful lot by encrypting, encrypting a single laptop and locking that up because no organizations are going to be willing to pay much for a single machine but if they get to the file shares in the data center or or in the cloud and they encrypt you know office 365 or whatever uh, uh, wherever that data is stored then 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 they bring the organization to the to their knees very very quickly so steve you can almost liken it to if 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 you are a thief and you are breaking into to the louvre in, in paris you wouldn't go into the reception to 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 steal a pen would you <laughs> no, I'd probably probably make a beeline straight for the uh, the Mona Lisa, Morton. So, <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's exactly the point that I'm I'm trying to uh, to uh, to make here. We've we've got the NCSC, the FBI, the G7, all of the, these organisations that I mentioned before that are issuing warnings out there. Uh, so you, so you need to be able to deal with that rapid encryption as soon as it begins. Okay, so I mean, again, really interesting points there uh, that you that you've made um, about how how you know a laid approach is is really important when you're looking at securing your environment. I, I guess do do you have some uh, additional insight with with how the listeners could could perhaps stay better protected? If there's any any general observations that you've got about how to Im improve generally uh, against ransomware? Yeah, so so there's a couple of points. I mean, one one is around good cyber hygiene. So you, you, you need to make sure that everything is up to date. You need to be running endpoint security that is up to date. You need to make sure that you don't have vulnerabilities that go unpatched in your environment. You need to be, do employee training, pen testing, and, and look at the network configuration and look at hardening uh, 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 specific um, sites in your organization to make it hard for them to get in. But the thing with, with, with good cyber hygiene is um, it's, it's an easy thing to say and it's a little bit more difficult to uh, to achieve because it it requires a lot of resources. It requires investments into solutions that can help you here. So although we all should strive to do that, 
we we also need to look at at, at other things that can help us in the uh, in the organization. So um, if you can if you can find solutions that you can implement simply that doesn't require agents everywhere in, in on all of your endpoints, um, it's it's quicker and easier for you to get results in the organization. Um, um, all of these these organizations like the NCSC. Um, have guidance available on, on employer training. There is lots of best practices advice on the internet for good cyber hygiene. You can read up on to, uh, a ton of reviews on on uh, perimeter protection and endpoint protection and find the best solutions there. But what, what's really missing today and, and what is a must in today's world with ransomware is that we protect the data layer. We need to be able to stop the purpose of the ransomware and the encryption as it's happening in the environment. And the easiest way to do that is to monitor all of the files. And when the files are accessed, you can pick up very quickly, literally in milliseconds, whether encryption has has begun and whether it's legit encryption that you're doing or illegitimate encryption. And once you know that, you can react, you can contain, and you can isolate devices. And, and the beauty of putting these systems in place, like a last line of defense, uh, uh, be, be between your data and your backup is is uh, they're, they're easy to roll out, they're easy to maintain, and and they're very very fast in the way that they they react to the threat, and 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 when we when we remove the offending device that has begun the encryption, the encryption can continue. So yes, you may sacrifice 20, 30, or even 50 or 200 files, but that's still infinitely better than 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 terabytes and terabytes of data encrypted that you don't have the uh, decryption key for uh, that that's the moment where you're more likely to give in and cave to the to the demands and as long as organizations continue to to cave to ransom demands this threat unfortunately um, is likely to continue okay well again some some fantastic points there more on, on on how we can um help our um organizations protect themselves better um, the, the the training staff training uh, and the guidance that you can get from from uh, government bodies like the 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 NCSC and uh, obviously patching is also is always one that we we talk to, to clients about in terms of cyber hygiene making sure that all your patches are up to date and then and then finally as you've said uh, looking at the potential last line of defense for when all of these other methods unfortunately uh, prove to be not enough which which obviously we see in the in the news headlines almost on a daily basis at the moment and i guess that that brings me to to my final point really which is which is about the future i mean do we see do we see an end an end of the line for ransomware or or do we see it continuing uh, to you know to plague organizations in the future what what are your thoughts on on what that holds for us I absolutely think that we're going to see a continuation now. I have very little doubt about that. I've been following ransomware extremely closely day to day in my job since 2013. And we've seen a ramp up, not just in the number of ransomwares out there and the number of the attacks. We've also seen uh, extreme specialization and, and new techniques and new developments that mean that they can keep uh, circumventing, bypassing and fooling the prevention based security and get in and also an investment into to disabling the backups or encrypting those as well. So we will see more uh, more and more new variants come out and emerge. We will see uh, new attempts to, attempts to gain entry in, in new and different ways. And that arms race that has been going on with the prevention-based security industry will, will, will definitely continue. And the criminals, uh, again, 
have an advantage there because they, they don't need to test everything. They can bring something out and try it in, in, in the wild without running any risk, where, whereas the security industry have a, a, a much more onerous task of testing everything and making sure that it works so it doesn't break anything in your environment. But, but ultimately, if, if you, Steve, if you were a cyber criminal like these guys that are, are, are earning a living and a very good living from this, why would you stop trying to encrypt companies when you're seeing such an amazing success, when companies are paying very, very high uh, uh, demands to you and you have very, very little chance of getting caught or punished for it? The, the, the level of policing of cyber criminal activities is, is still very, very low compared to traditional crime. So there is minimal chance of, of, of conviction and there is quite serious money. It, it can be extremely lucrative to uh, to be in, 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 in that criminal industry, if you like. I don't know if industry is uh, the right word to use here, but I'm, I'm sure you know what I mean. So if anything, um, I believe we will we, we'll see a further reduction in other types of malware and, 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 and you know, those, those same uh, um, criminals move, move away from those towards ransomware because that's where the money is from them at the moment. And it's, it's certainly a problem that hasn't been solved by, 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 by prevention and by backup. Otherwise, we wouldn't see these attacks continue day by day. Every single day is one or two new big organizations that have been, been hit by ransomware. And you can, you can trust me, but we're not hearing about all of them. Okay, so some uh, yeah, uh, really appreciate those uh, those final words from you, Morton. And um, I, I, I guess what, what what you're saying is you know ransomware is going to continue uh, to become an issue and and become more more um, uh, complex and more advanced in its in how it um, attacks organisations. However, you know that there are there are some steps you can take to, to to mitigate those threats with with some of the advice you've given us earlier. But also, obviously, um, you know the the organisation represents that we've we've been working with uh, successfully now for many years with with Ballwall's ransom care solution. So um, so again, really in closing today, I hope you found the uh, uh, you know the last few minutes interesting and insightful. Um, if you'd like to hear more from the Rico security team. Uh, the, the notes and contact details will be available to you in this podcast. So please get in touch with us. Um, we are offering a free ransomware assessment for our organizations that would like to test their existing security against a number of simulated ransomware attacks to see how their existing security would perform in the event of, of such an attack. And uh, we're offering that as a no obligation free of charge assessment that we're uh, running. And we've been running many of these now um, successfully in conjunction with with uh, with Morton and the team from Bullwall. So, again, please, please get in touch with us uh, using the, the contact details that we're providing in the uh, in, in the notes accompanying this podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank you all today for, for listening and uh, hope to hear from you, you all again soon. Thanks very much. And thanks for joining us, Morton. Thank you, and thanks for having me. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode informative, and if so, make sure you subscribe to all our upcoming episodes and let us know any feedback you may have. You can also connect with our RICO experts and guests on our Work Together Anywhere series page. Head to insights.rico.co.uk and simply click Register for Webinars. Thank you.